Father, we thank you right now for your special name among men. We definitely give your name praise and we give your name glory because it is you that has made us and not we ourselves. Father, I come praying for those right now, Father God, who are struggling with heartbreak, struggling with um, defeat, struggling with doubt, struggling with depression. Father God, there's so many spirits that came coming up against your people. And we ask right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you will heal the living set free. Um, your word says, Father God, it is the anointing that destroys your the yoke. Your yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Father God, we have yokes of depression on us, yokes of tradition and religion, yokes of um, politics, yokes of racism, yokes of division. Father, we just ask that you heal that and deliver us from that even now. Father God, I'm praying for those that have suicidal thoughts. I'm asking right now, Father God, that you will heal, deliver them, Father God, and set them free from that. I'm praying for those, Father God, that are jealous of their own brothers and sisters. I'm asking that you will heal them and deliver them from that. I'm praying for those who have Crohn's disease, diverticulitis things that are going on, Father God, in their midsection, and Father God, in the thyroid problems, Father God, cancer, high blood pressures, Father God, things like that, Father, we ask in the in the name of Jesus, that you will heal the living, set us free from those, Father God, I'm recalling in your word that you showed up at Lazarus' grave, Father God, four days after he had been dead. And yet, Father God, it doesn't. It didn't matter to you how long he had been dead. It didn't matter to you, Father God, that they had the funeral already. It didn't matter, Father God, but they was already crying and weeping over him. It didn't matter, Father, that they buried him already and put him in grave clothes. It didn't matter, Father God, that his body was decomposing and everything, Father God. It didn't matter. Nothing that mattered to you, Father God. You just stepped forth, Father God, at the grave site and said, Lazarus, come forth. Father God, it don't matter how long we've been in a situation. We know you can deliver us and set us free. Just like you did Lazarus. You said, Father God, in your word, that this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified therewith. Father God, we know right now in the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth, there's certain things in our lives that we go through. Father God, that you may get the glory of our lives. But let, let us not give up, Father God, before you get your glory. Let us not throw in the towel before you get your glory. Let us not, Father God, change our doctrine or change, Father God, our position before you get your glory. Father God, there's a lot of things and a lot of things that we're doing, preachers are doing, Father God, these days and times. Father, there's an attempt to bring glory to themselves. But, Father God, we know that you deserve all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Let us not, Father God, as preachers, um, seek our own glory. But let us give glory unto God. Father, we thank you right now. Give us a Lazarus anointing. Let us rise up from any situation that we are in. Father God, just like Lazarus, you said Lazarus come forth. So, Father God, I believe that when you spoke and said Lazarus come forth, the dead man Lazarus heard you. How can a dead man hear? How can a dead man hear? He wasn't dead. He was sleeping. Some of you right now are asleep. Your ministry is not, your ministry is not dead, it's sleeping. 
Your marriage is not dead, it's sleeping. Your faith is not dead, it's sleeping. Your anointing is not dead, it's sleeping. Your progress is not dead, it's sleeping. Your love is not dead, but it's sleeping. Right now, if the Father comes to wake you up out of sleep, the Father is going to call your name one day, man of God. The Father's God is going to call your name one day, woman of God. He's going to call your name right there. That thing that has you bound can't keep you there. Because one day Jesus Christ is going to say, Lazarus, come forth. Martha, come forth. Margaret, come forth. Sheila, come forth. Dan, come forth. Jacob come forth. David come forth. The Lord is going to call you by name. He's not going to mix you up with nobody else. He's not going to mix your marriage up with nobody else. He's not going to mix your ministry up with nobody else's. He's not going to mix your children up with nobody else's. But he's going to call you by name. Just like he showed up at Lazarus' grave. He's going to show up at your grave. He's getting ready to show up at the place that they buried you at. He's getting ready to show up at the place where they left you for dead. He's getting ready to show up at the place in the name of Jesus where they decided that you couldn't preach or teach anymore. He's getting ready to show up at the place where ministers have buried you as pastors have, have buried you there. As your, your ex-wife buried you there. Your ex-husband buried you there. Um, your teachers, your boss buried you there it may be a place where you have dug your own grave and given up but right in the spot where you gave up at right in the spot where they buried you at he's getting ready to say Lazarus come forth <laughs> how can a dead man hear how can a dead man live how can a dead man hear how can a dead man hear how can that dead man here? <laughs> oh my God in here. He wasn't dead. He was sleeping. <laughs> You're going to see your loved one again. They're sleeping. You're going to see your ministry again. It's sleeping. You're going to lay hands on the sick again. Sleeping. You're going you gonna to have some more enthusiasm. Your business is coming back. Sleeping. It may be buried. They don't put, they don't put, they don't bury you right now. They don't preach your eulogy and everything. They don't put dirt on your grave site. They bury you. They think you're gone for good. And they hope that you're going for good. There are preachers out now. There's pastors right now. There's jealous pastors and preachers out there right now. They hope that you don't, you don't come back. They hope that you don't preach again. They're hoping that you never show back up in the church again. They're hoping that you've never been heard for again. But sleeping. Right now, they call by shake out bye bye. Because when Jesus Christ wakes you up, it don't matter who around, who don't like it. It don't matter how long you've been dead. It don't matter what they don't done, what they don't said about you. When Jesus Christ calls your name and says, Come forth, then that's just what has to happen. Listen, listen what Jesus said. I need to read this scripture. I both shake it about her. I'm going to have to read the scripture for you. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm enthused. Go to me to John chapter 11. Let me show you something right now. 
It says, John chapter 11 and verse 1 says this. Now a certain man was sick, last of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with, uh, with, uh, with oil and wiped his feet with her hair and whose brother Lazarus was sick. So well, you know how to worship miracles happen in your family. But let me keep going because I want to show you something. Therefore the sisters sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. While since then Jesus heard that he said, this sickness is not unto death, is what Jesus said, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified therewith. Your ministry is dead right now, but God is still going to get the glory out of it. Your marriage might be dead right now, but God is still going to get the glory out of it. Your relationship with your sons and daughters could be dead right now, but God is still going to get the glory out of it. The things in your life that have died off and you believe that it will never happen again. There are some of you right now who um, started a career, started a business, started a ministry. And there's different things that you had going on in your life in times past. And that thing had died off. You given up. You threw it in a towel, and you stopped preaching. Made have stop trying to pursue the business. Made have stop trying to pursue getting a husband or a wife. Different things is going on in your life, and goals and things you had, and it's gone. It's dead. It's buried. But guess what? This sickness is not unto death, but it's for the glory of God, that the God may be glorified therewith. There are some things in your life. That dies off just for God, just for so God can get the glory. <laughs> There's some things in your life that will end just for God can get the glory out of that situation. So don't always be depressed and all messed up when things turn negative in your life. That doesn't mean that God doesn't have a plan for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, there's some things right now that you have given up on. You said it will never happen again. You will never do that again. Don't, don't, don't think so fast. Don't act so fast. God still has a plan for you. This sickness is not unto death. How can he say that? Because didn't Lazarus die? This sickness is not unto death, but it's for the glory of God. That the Son of God may be glorified therewith. He ain't dead. He's sleeping. You think your ministry is dead, don't you? It's sleeping. <laughs> That's why from time to time, you, you, some of you used to be pastors, you're not pastoring no more. Some used to be preachers, you're not preaching no more. Some used to be dancers, you're not dancing no more. Some used to be musicians, you ain't playing an instrument no more. Some used to be teachers, but you ain't teaching nobody no more. It's different things you just do in your life, in your lifetime that you're not doing no more. But every now and then, you'll feel yourself writing um, books again, singing songs again, preaching again. And you, every now and then you see yourself doing the things again that you used to do. And you're wondering why? Because it's not dead yet. <laughs> this sickness is not unto death, but it's for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified therewith. Can I, can I keep going? Now watch what Jesus, that's what the Bible says in St. John chapter 11. Let me see, let me see show you something in verse 5. How can a dead man hear? Let me, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Now watch this. Now Jesus loved him so much that he stayed exactly where he was at. <laughs> oh, the Lord know that you're sick. The Lord know you're on the brink of death. The Lord know that you're on the brink of giving up. But he ain't moved yet, huh? He ain't fixed your situation yet. Your credit's still the same. He ain't moved yet, has he? You know why he ain't moved? 
because it has to be totally impossible with man before God will move. Sometimes God waits till it's totally impossible with you and then he moves in your situation. Glory to God. In the Nebo Shakarabaha. Listen, if you're in a situation right now that seems impossible, <laughs> but if it's still something that you personally can do about it, oftentimes God won't move until it's totally impossible for you to do anything. Now you don't have enough money to do anything, huh? You're out of time, you're out of patience, huh? That's good. That's a correct time for God to show up and get the glory out of your life. Let me see what else happened. Now, this is a message for you because some of you right now are dead. And you think it's over with. And there's people around you that said that's told you it's over with. But they don't have the final say so. God does. <laughs> can, I, can I preach this thing? The disciple said to him, Rabbi, late, um, lately the Jews sought to stone you. Are you going there again? Now, this is Jesus now. He can really go to Lazarus' grave. Now, watch this. And Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because his, the, the, his light is not in him. These things he said after he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up out of sleep. The Lord is coming to wake you up out of sleep. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen for you. It happened for Lazarus in four days. You may have been in your situation for four years. You may be in there for 40 years, 50 years, five years. I don't know how long you've been out of the situation or in something you've been in for a while. But I do know this is that he's coming to awake you up out of sleep. You're getting ready to snap out of it. You've been, have you ever, you've been walking around not feeling like yourself. And you've been walking around in a daze. And you just don't know what to do with yourself. And you've been sleepwalking through life. You've been sleepwalking on a job. Sleepwalking on that choir. Sleepwalking through that marriage. Sleepwalking in that ministry. Sleepwalking while you're preaching to other folk. Sleepwalking while you're teaching the children. Sleepwalking all through life. But the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth is coming to awake you up out of sleep. Because a dead man can't hear. How can a dead man hear? There's only one man. There's only one God whom can wake the dead up out of sleep. And his name is Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's why other people's advice hasn't been working for you. That's why certain messages the preacher preach, it ain't touching you. It, it, you, you. You're searching for a word. You're looking through all the radio. You're searching the word network. You're searching your YouTubes, your TVNs. You're searching all your favorite preachers, and nothing seems to be working for you, right? The reason why it's not working, because Jesus Christ is going to do this himself, baby. He, he going to cry, right? He going to mention you by name. He going to say, Lazarus, whatever your name is. If it says Lazarus come forth, just put your name there. He's getting ready to call you up out of sleep. He's getting ready to wake you up out of sleep. He's getting ready to snap you up out of it. In the Boshaha. In the name of Jesus. And he going to watch it. Watch it. Let me read some more things. Let me, let me show you something. This is St. John chapter 11. Now watch it. Watch verse 14. Listen. He, then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Now watch this. 
I am glad for your sakes that I was not there that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go forth. Listen, this is this is this is something that this thing happened, that happened to Lazarus. It happened to him for the glory of God. Sometimes we're in situations and we're saying, why is this happening to me? Well, the reason why certain things happen to you is for the glory of God. The only reason that sometimes some, sometimes the only reason that you are in it is for God can get you out of it. This happened to you that the dead may see that the only one that can wake the dead is Jesus Christ himself. I feel like preaching up in here. Abusha. He the only one that, can, that knows that the dead is not dead. They're sleeping. But I'm coming to wake them about to sleep. Watch what else the Bible says. Again, Thomas. Well, hold on. Hold on let, me, let me read you something. Let me read. Let, let's go down to verse number number 20. This is St. John chapter 11 because uh, I want to get to someone to show you something. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now watch this. Now this is Martha. This is his sisters. Martha and Mary, they, they come to talk to Jesus because their brother has died. And they said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And watch this. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Watch this. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. I'm saying to you right now, your ministry is going to rise again. You're going to preach again. You're going to teach again. You, listen, uh, some of you don't lost your job. You're going to get that job back. Somebody don't fire at you unjustly. You're going to get it back. I heard somebody saying, I hear the Lord saying this to somebody. Somebody got a lawsuit going. Your lawsuit is getting ready to be established. They're going to they gonna owe you some money and your job back. Woo! Lazarus come forth. Watch, he says your brother going to rise again. Watch this. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Listen, I don't know what people been. I hear, I hear people who, I hear the critics of, of Christianity all the time. There are certain critics of Christianity. I'm not going to call them by name. I'm not going to call, but there's certain religions. There are certain people who always want to criticize Christianity. And then one of the main things they want to say about Christianity is, was well, the Christianity is the religion of we're going to have a good time in the by and by. Or we, we only going to go to heaven, but down here we got a stroke and blah, blah, blah. The Bible never even said that. I don't know who the hell they've been talking to. The Bible never said anything like that. The Bible didn't say you couldn't have a good life down here. Who told, who told them that? Or oh, in the by and by when Jesus come back, we go to heaven. That's when we gonna all going to be. Man, who told you? Who told you that? What? what? That's why you can never. Listen to bitter and ignorant and unknowing and don't know their Bible people when it's concerning the things of God. Somebody that's bitter, somebody that's hateful, somebody that's, that's woe is me. Somebody is all, they ain't supposed to give a word and you're going to listen. Everybody that comes to you. Coming you all upset and bitter. A lot of people have agendas. But not a word. Rebo Shaha. Let me show you something real quick. Let me show you something. That Jesus, said, watch, Jesus said. Jesus told um, Martha and Mary. He told Martha this. He said your brother will rise again. That's what he told her. 
But watch what she said. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Y'all said, by and by stuff. But watch what Jesus said. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Jesus is not talking about no by and by. I'm talking about I, I can do this thing right now. I don't know who you think Jesus is, but I'm going to tell you who he is right now. He is the son of God. He's God manifested in flesh. He got both shakaraba. If you're looking for another God, then you just be looking. But if you're looking for a God, then you look no further than Jesus. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. It's no by and by with Jesus. The promises of God are yea and amen. It's right now. Now you can be bitter or you can be blessed. It's your choice. You can listen to that people or you can listen to that God. You can listen to what people say on the news. You can listen to all these bitter people. You can listen to all different religions and all these people want to say all these things. You can listen to atheists or you can listen to your word. Whatever you want to do. But it's on you. The promise of God is yea and amen. The people who were delivered and saved and set free in the Bible were that way. And it happened to them because that was what they wanted. That was what they wanted. Whenever Jesus, you know, oftentimes when Jesus healed somebody or delivered somebody in the Bible, you know what oftentimes he would say to them? Your faith has made you whole. This is because of you. That's what you want, huh? Where is your faith at? <laughs> I hear the Lord send this also. You need to stop going back to the people who broke your heart. And you need to stop trying to find healing in the places where men or women have broke you already. If they've broken you and broke your heart already, what you think they're going to do when you come back? I'm not talking about a husband and wife situation. I'm talking about all this foolishness we got going on out here. <laughs> My God in here, who is your God? Who you believe God is? How can a dead man? I'm talking to some dead folks right now. How can a dead man hear? Because you're not dead, you're sleeping. But let us go forward. He said, who, this is verse 26, this is John 11, verse 26. Look what, look, look, what, look what Jesus said. Whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? So she, she said to him, yes, Lord. I believe thou art the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming to the world. And she said, and, and when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, the teacher has come and he is calling for you. Listen, it was a lot of people around them. But she came in secretly and told her sister, you need to come out. You need to come and talk to Jesus. He's here. And he called for you. Watch what happened. Now, Jesus said, yet, yet coming to the town, but was in a place where Martha had met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house, um, comforting her when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying she going to the tomb to weep there. Now, that's a lot of people who will comfort you, but can't deliver you. There's a lot of people who will give you some false comfort. But let's go deeply. Let's go, let's go more into the word of God. Then Mary, when she came where Jesus was, saw him. She fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not have died. She had the same testimony her sister did. Her sister Martha said the same thing to him. They both got the same testimony. 
But let us go deeper. Therefore, when Jesus saw her, we her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. He groaned in his spirit. He's troubled. What are you troubled about? And a lot of people have a lot of interpretations of why he was troubled. Some people have, well, they say, well, because it was his unbelief, because of the people's unbelief. Some people say, well, because they, he, he was have compassion and he's feeling what they're feeling. I do believe that he was having compassion for them and feeling what they're feeling. For he had not an high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but at all points was as tempted as well as we are, and yet without sin. Sometimes I talk real fast, but if you listen real fast, I ain't got to slow down. Because sometimes when the spirit just gets to going, so you can catch what I'm saying in the spirit. And if you can catch it, if you're reading your Bible real closely, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I feel like preaching right now. But let us go deeper. And the Bible says this, and he said, where have you laid him? This is verse 34 of John chapter 11. Where have you laid him? Where, where did you lay? Where did people lay you down at? If you can go back in your mind real quick, and I don't really like going back, but go back in your mind real quick where it all went wrong. <laughs> can you really think about in your mind real quick where it went wrong? Perhaps you might have married somebody that God told you not to. Perhaps you might have started a business before God said it was the time. Perhaps you might have started a ministry before God said it was the time. Perhaps you might have done some things that you weren't supposed to do. If you could think real quick and go back in your mind where it all went wrong. And it, and it got your life in that spiral and you just kept going down and down and down, making bad decisions after bad decisions. Because all those bad decisions was you trying to correct the first bad decision that you ever made. And they say, you know, it's 20 or 25 years later. Woo! Where have you laid him? And then the Jews said, see how he loved him. Jesus wept. The Bible says Jesus wept. And they said, Jews said, see how he loved him. Go with me. I'm going to show you something real quick. Watch verse 39. Let me show what the Lord talking about the by and by, huh? The Lord blesses people right now. What are you talking about? Who told you that we just gonna have our stuff in the Bible? Who, who told you that? We're gonna have, not only are we gonna the Bible never even said that. The Bible never even teach that. Not only are we gonna be blessed down here, but of course we're gonna be blessed in heaven also. God never commanded us to be broke or commanded us to be depressed. Now of course, we're fighting all kinds of spirits. Of course, uh, we as uh, uh, people of color, we're fighting racism. Of course, if, if some people, um, if, if you're a Caucasian fellow, everybody's judging you now, saying that everybody think that you are a racist, and you're not. Of course, if you're a police officer, everybody trying to say you're a bad cop, and you're not. Everybody's judging everybody off their skin color, off their occupation, off, and we need to stop judging folks and start loving folks. And find out what the context of somebody's character is. Now we know there's laws to stop us from being blessed. But no law can stop you from being blessed. If you want to be blessed. And it's all according to your faith. Because if they won't let you in a certain neighborhood. Then build you one. We don't, we don't, you don't have to be bitter. You can be blessed. How can a dead man hear? Let's, let's find out then. Listen to what Jesus said in verse 39. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench. For he has been dead four days. 
There's some people who don't believe you can be resurrected because it's been too long. There's some people who believe, man, you can't get back in that pulpit. It's been too long. You can't start a business again. It's been too long. You've been out of the game too long. You can't do so. You, you, you can't go back to college. You've been out of the game too long. The devil is a lie. This time, it's a stitch, Lord. It's been too long. But who do they think they're talking to? Because he just told them that he is the resurrection and the life. Now, watch this. Who exactly do you think Jesus is? He's a, he, he, don't, he don't abide by the rules of your rules. I read about the rules are made for you. But he the one that can walk on top of the water. You the one that has to get a boat and float on the water. But he can walk on top of it. The rules are not made for him. It don't matter how long he's been dead. If Jesus says come forth. If Jesus said roll the stone away. The Lord just spoke to 10 people right now and told you to roll the stone away. You know how you roll the stone away? Start back writing. Start back preaching. Start back praying. Start back going to school. Start back writing music. Start back believing again. The Lord is telling you by doing all these things is to roll the stone away because I'm getting ready to tell you to come forth. I feel like preaching. Hold on for a minute. Hold on for a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. How come about that? Wait a minute. Hold on for a minute. You thought it had been too long. Folks around you are telling you it's been too long. They're saying by this time, man, it stink. Your ministry stink by this time, man. You, you, you. Well, watch what Jesus said to her. Listen, verse 40. John 11, verse 40. Somebody might call the police on me out here because I'm, I'm doggone preaching. So I, 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 I'm preaching in the wilderness right now, believe it or not. And somebody, and I, but I'm really animated right now. I'm going crazy. And I don't want nobody to think that I'm going. Uh, but Lord, hide me in thy pavilion from the foolishness of the world while I continue this message. How about that? Watch what else the Bible says, though. I got a friend. Okay, I, I might be able to finish this message. I may have to preach the rest of it later because I feel like having some church and it don't really matter what folks have been saying, what folks have been tweeting, what folks have been posting. Well, it don't really matter what the devil says. It don't really matter what your ex-wife, your ex-husband. It don't really matter what your ex-bishop, your ex-deacon is saying. What it does matter is saying. What it does matter is what the Lord says. And he said, roll the stone away. Uh -uh. My God, hold, hold on for a minute. I, you ain't killing me. You, you, you want to go back to your regular scheduled program. You want to go back to your regular scheduled preacher. And we're going to let you go there. But give me, give you a little bit more work. This is what Jesus said to her in verse 40. John chapter 11, verse 40. He said, did not I say to you that if you would believe, you should see the glory of God? Listen what I just, listen what Jesus just said to her. He said, didn't I just tell you that if you will believe, you should see the glory of God? I'm telling you, people are delivered and set free based off their faith. Not the faith of some clown that's calling some radio station mad and bitter and upset. Saying that Christianity ain't about nothing. Not to some clown that the, somebody who don't believe there is a God according talking crazy. Not because not not based off what somebody said that trying to say that Christianity is a slave owner's religion. The devil's a lie. Christ, is, is, Jesus, Jesus is not a black God or a white God. He But you know what he is? He's God of all flesh. 
I, if you go back and check my podcast, I believe I, I, I was talking about what the color of Jesus, and I, and I forgot exactly how I framed the message or entitled the message. But I do believe I was talking about what color Jesus is. Did you know that he was the most multiracial man that ever walked the face of the earth? Because it's, the Bible says this about Jesus. It's in him that we all live and move and have our very being. Everybody on the face of this earth, Rebo Shakaraba, that believes in him is in him. And he has all kind of races and creeds and colors on the inside of him because he created everything. I feel like preaching up in here. I, I'm just going to stop the devil right now because he's trying to divide us so much. Now he's trying to divide Jesus and I just can't, I just can't let it happen. He's God and God all by himself. He said, hey, listen, did not I say to you that you will believe you shall see the glory of God? Watch this. Then they took away the stone from where the place was, the stone where the dead man was lying. Watch this. This is verse 41. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know thou hearest me always. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that you, that they may believe that you sent me. Now watch this. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. My God up in here, did you know that the a dead man can still hear. <laughs> because he's not dead, baby. He's sleeping. And you're not dead. Your marriage is not dead. Your ministry is not dead. Your ideas are not dead. It's just sleeping. But the Lord is coming. To wake your body of sleep. But when the Lord cometh, shall he find faith on earth? I believe he will. God bless you and keep you. If it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed.